Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network, as we're here to review the fresh, hot, new movie that just came out (laughs) that nobody's seen yet, so we're going to try to avoid spoilers because we don't want to spoil all the people who haven't had a chance to see the movie since we're the lucky ones here. We're talking about a little movie called Wakanda Forever, a.k.a. Black Panther 2, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, whatever you want to call it, Um, but the new Black Panther movie that... um, is long. Uh, <laughs> we're going to try to keep this episode a little bit shorter than the movie um, as we talk about all the great stuff and maybe not so great stuff that we liked or didn't like from this movie, Wakanda Forever, that we are finally now talking about. Um, my name is Colin, and I'm not a woman who enjoys repeating herself. And my name is Ben and Fishman. <laughs> yes. Very that's qu- me. <laughs> very quotable movie. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. I, just before I recorded, peep behind the scenes here. I'm looking through all the quotes. Is I, I don't think Ben had it yet. I'm like, most of these quotes are so depressing. Like, this is a, this kind of a sad movie. I mean, I'm, I'm very curious because I haven't shared any of my opinions about this movie with you, other than the fact that it is long. Be ready for that. Um, and yet, I've talked about this with so many other people already. Um, but I don't know whether I'm alone in this. Uh, this movie, I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. In fact, I really liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. Now, having said that, the nature of this movie, the, the, the issues with this movie that were unavoidable being Chadwick Boseman died is ultimately what I feel like hurts this movie. And it, it's nothing that anybody could be blamed for, but like, was it a great movie? Yes. Could it have been one of the best Marvel movies of all time? Absolutely. But not having Chadwick Boseman is very obvious here. And the movie definitely suffers a little bit because of that. So um, but I got that off my chest. Now, what did you think? I was staring at your chest for a long time. So I was wondering <laughs> when that was it. Look, it, a similar thing when the fact that like, I, I, could, I could have seen this movie. Well, it's been out for like three or four weeks. And I just, I keep forgetting it was on. And then it was a case of like, I nearly saw it. And like, oh, that didn't. And then like, legitimately when I bought a ticket to it and I was going to see it, I'm like, I, I was like, do I want to see this? Like, cause like I'm not a fan of the first black Panther. I think it's one of the most overrated movies ever. Um, it's not terrible, but it's like, it's, it's, you know, and like, as we constantly talk about Marvel movies, like, Oh, they're just there. So I had I really had nothing to look forward to in this movie, but I actually enjoyed it. Like it's sort of the first like half an hour or something. I'm like, am I enjoying this movie? This is interesting. And like, I think, it's not perfect. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it could very well be in my top 10. Like it just, it was different. Like there was something about it that like was, it felt like that DC feeling of that. They go for something a little bit different and yeah. Like, is this movie a bit Aquaman? Yes. Is this movie Avatar 2? Did I see it like two weeks early? Maybe. I don't know. It lasted me in a couple of weeks, but like, I agree with you to a point about the whole Chadwick Boseman situation, but this is this is gonna sound horrible, but bear with me. Like I kind of forgot that he had died. And so like 
when I went into this, were you expecting him in the opening scene? No, no, like, like, okay, I knew he died, but like, what I mean is, like, I kind of forgot like this was the first one after all this sort of stuff. So, it's it's not like when you see, um, I don't know, when the Dark Knight came out, we're very aware that Heath Ledger was dead. So you kind of like, oh well, this is this is sad. You know what I mean? Um, Whereas like this was kind of like, all right, he's dead, and of course this is going to be a tribute thing to him. So a lot of that stuff for me kind of was nice and I kind of just was like, oh, okay, like this, this works. Um, but like, I don't know, like the villain was good. Uh, the story was good. I love the soundtrack. I've downloaded the soundtrack, both the score. And I've, I don't think I've ever downloaded a Marvel score before, but I, outside of like the original Spider-Man trilogy, like I love the score for this. I love the the soundtrack just with the songs on it. Like, yeah, I'm, I was very surprised how much I actually enjoyed it. And I just want to say this now, this is more deserving of a best picture nomination than the original Black Panther. Some of the acting in this yeah. movie is fucking incredible. Like it's it's amazing. Well, um my nephew had been asking me, are you I think it was even the night before, he said, "Oh, are you going to go see Black Panther?" And I usually when he asks me that, it means he wants to tag along. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, I'm going tomorrow afternoon." And then he like, "Okay." And no response. I'm like, "You want to come?" I'm thinking like this <laughs> when you "No, I'm too worried that the movie's going to suck, so just tell me if it's worth it afterwards." And I think I, I texted him right away and I'm like, Hey, you're probably not going to believe this, but this movie on almost every level is better than the first movie. Yeah. It has a better story. It has better performances. It has better all around cast. Uh, it has way better effects. Like I actually, you said you didn't rewatch it. I rewatched the first Black Panther movie. And I remember us kind of complaining about this back in 2018 when we first saw it. They're like, the effects look pretty bad. And, and it was the way they chose to shoot it. Like they had a lot of CGI fight scenes and it was shot all in dark. This movie also at times shot in dark. You could see a lot better. It, it looked like you had a lot of actual stuntmen there, you know, and and just the way that visually some of these action sequences are presented, like with slow motion, and everything like you were saying, it doesn't necessarily look like every other Marvel movie. Um, the story, it, 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 I don't think it necessarily needed to be almost three hours long. Yeah, but it wasn't boring. There was a lot mm. going on in this movie, and and what I was saying. <laughs> oh, he's got COVID, by the way, again, people. It's his I do have time. COVID. <laughs> he's, he, fourth time um, he gets it for free. So this is Exactly. Just got one more to go yeah. and I can check that off my card. <laughs> uh, but but uh, the, the, the thing that I was saying in the beginning about how I feel like this movie suffers a little for not having Chadwick Boseman is, is because the first, I would say, two-thirds to three-quarters of this movie, I feel like almost nothing's changed in the script. I, they had a script. In fact, Ryan Coogler, the director, has said that within two, three weeks before Chadwick Boseman died, he was having phone calls with him and they were going over plans for this. Like that's how much Chadwick Boseman didn't want people to know is he's like, I'm still going to let people think that, you know, I'm going to be alive to see this movie, even though he knew he, he wouldn't. Um, so this whole story and script was in place. And it feels like you have three characters in this movie that you have substituted for Chadwick Boseman not being there and put the occasional references in there. And Maybe if if, if it, the, they had changed the plot and gone out of their way to make this more of those characters doing their own things, it wouldn't be quite as obvious you don't have Chadwick Boseman in those scenes. I think the other problem I have is that, I mean, uh, Letitia Wright, who plays his sister, Shuri, I mean, she gets a lot of the action stuff, I would say, in this story that would have otherwise been Chadwick Boseman. And her character in the first movie is a blast. She's fun. She's funny. And here it's almost like they didn't change anything from the dialogue because her character is very, it is very T'Challa like, you know, mm. and it, it was kind of weird to see like, okay, well you got this character who's now been elevated in the sequel for obvious reasons, 
but they're not necessarily playing the same character. So I feel like the, the, the leads that they put in this movie in that place didn't always necessarily fit what was going on the story, but the story itself is really good. Like this is an epic story, especially involving um, all the stuff that Angela Bassett gets in this movie with the the politics in the UN and the fact that like we had teases of that in the first movie, the whole thing about vibranium. And now it, it just feels more real than what you would get in a Marvel movie. But this is the basis, not about, Oh, these aliens from another planet. That's now the problem. It's like, this is kind of what the DC movies do. Like we're going to place this in the real world. And in the real world, this is the way that the UN would be responding to a country like Wakanda. Yeah. And Angela Bassett, like, holy crap balls. Like, I love that woman. What so a woman. Much. I love it to death. And like, just I'm watching this going like, give her an Oscar nomination for this. Like she's so yeah. good. Um, and that's where I was saying, like, I, I think this is more deserving of Oscar nominations than fucking the first Black yeah. Panther. And that's not to take away from it. I get it. The cultural impact, everything. That's nothing against that. It's just, as we've always said in this show, we think really like that of all the superhero films, that's the one that gets it. But yeah, like it just, there's something about it just clicked and worked. And again, there are definitely problems with it, but it's still like even the, the villain guy, like I, I, I don't know his name, but um, like, you know, Marvel has always struggled with these villains and everything, but he was interesting. And I think the thing that works, I think we talked about this in the first Black Panther with Michael B. Jordan and like, you can kind of see his point. And like, we often are that podcast yeah. where we go, you can kind of see the villain's point, kind of see the villain's point in this movie as well. But like, yeah. you, you know, it's sort of like they do it in a way where it's like, okay, that makes sense. And I, I love those movies where you can kind of almost agree with the villain. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, it just, I, I'm glad that I walked out of this with like, like, uh, could I tell you what happened in what other Marvel movies that we had this year? Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. What, what happened in that? Um, fucking, uh, Eternals, sure. Uh, you know, Black Widow. Yep, that was a thing. Shang Chi, sure. Okay, like <laughs> I forget these were movies. Um, you know, even Doctor Strange, and I love Doctor Strange, and I wasn't a big fan of the sequel. Like it just, it's how it is. Whereas this, I feel, is a movie that I like. I it's been nearly a week since I've seen this. It's been what like three weeks since you've seen it. Would I go and see it again at the movies? No, but like I would probably more likely rewatch this at one point versus rewatching any of the last Marvel movies in the last eighteen months, with the exception of Spider Man. So yeah. Yeah, you know, when I rewatched the first Black Panther, every time I've rewatched the first Black Panther, I love Michael B. Jordan more and more. And I think that also becomes part of a problem with the movie because the movie, it doesn't quite, the first Black Panther movie doesn't quite do enough with that idea that's like, he's actually right, you know? <laughs> like To a certain degree, they just present him as your typical villain. In this one, I feel like what, what works is that the Namor, aka Submariner, who, who's a comic book character, um, they they are definitely representing the way that he is in the comics. So Submariner is kind of like, he's meant to be one of these ultimate anti-heroes, where even in his own stories, you have anti-heroes like the Punisher, where, okay, maybe they're introduced to the villain, but in Punisher comics, Punisher's the good guy. Even Submariner and Submariner comics, you're supposed to be like, well, are they right or are they wrong? And they did him just right in this, as well as just the way they represent Wakanda in this, where you're questioning the same thing. I'm like, well, should they be, you know, doing this? Should they should they be more open? Um, but uh, the the big controversy in this movie with Namor, with the the villain, was just the, the fact they had to drastically change his look in this. And what that ultimately comes down to is Aquaman, like you said, which is funny because I, I remember us talking about in the first Black Panther movie and, and Aquaman that like, Aquaman filmed at the same time. It came out second, but like Aquaman and Black Panther one were basically the exact same movie. Yeah. And it's almost like 
Marvel got a little bit upset where it's like, oh, you guys, we have the same. It's not like anybody ripped each other off. They were literally filming at the same time, you know, but this movie's like, all right, so we're going to do Aquaman as the villain, you know, (laughs) and even more so the climate without spoiling too much. The climax of this movie is shot for shot (laughs) moment for moment. Exactly what the climax of Aquaman is. You have this giant battle between these two warring factions in the middle of an open ocean on a giant ship. Like it's like they said, all right, we're going to fire back at Aquaman. Now this is now the real battle of the ages is Aquaman versus black Panther. So we need a crossover. It's got to be Aquaman and black Panther. Well, I liked, I think it was the pitch meeting or whatever, when they talk about like, Oh, we've got this great movie coming out. It's, featuring uh, blue people who live underwater and they're like, oh, Avatar 2. No, it's the latest uh, Black Panther movie. So, <laughs> like, that's kind of thing. But, yeah, like, y- you know, like uh, Aquaman's the one DC movie that I never bought. I rented. And, uh, you know, I always have an interesting a viewpoint of Aquaman. Right now, after one viewing of this film, I think I like it better than Aquaman. <laughs> um, I need to rewatch Aquaman again. But having said that, I would rather watch rewatch Aquaman than the first Black Panther. Um, so, but yeah, like so I'm looking at the, the actor who plays the villain, Tenoch Huerta, um, who I've never seen anything of his before because it looks like he's yeah, mainly done Mexican films. Um, but he was really good. I, I really mm-hmm. liked him and I kind of... Like there's a whole sequence when like he is with um, what's the face under the water under the sea um, and like <laughs> you've got like that cool song that they're playing and you kind of like you're in awe of like this world and then kind of like it goes from like you're vibing with this dude and then all of a sudden it's just like by the way I want to kill everyone it's like what uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like it's just and the the sequence when you meet the under the sea creatures like on that what is it like an oil rig or whatever it is in the ocean like when you've got like the diving like it's just it's done in a way where it's like, it's, it's freaky and like, it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. And like, I think mm-hmm. this is what you and I always talk about DC movies about why we love them so much is because they have that element where it's not always just purely superhero movie. Whereas this is what I liked about this. It just, it felt good. And I'm not to take away from the superhero movie. I mean, I love Ant-Man and that's just, you know, quintessential early two thousands superhero movie, which we like, but like this just had something different about it. And it's, you know, like randomly, oh, these people all have Iron Man suits. Okay, well, that's a bit silly. But then, like, you know, you just – you have other elements where it's good and just feel – like, it looks beautiful, like the locations. I don't know how much of this I actually filmed in Africa, like the sort of the the, the wilderness yeah. bits where you've got, like, elephants and water and stuff. I don't know if they actually filmed it in Africa, but they do a good job of making it look like well, Africa. I, I mean, the first movie – it, especially when I rewatched it before seeing this one Wakanda forever, it is so painfully obvious that they sent a crew to Africa to film backgrounds and everything else is on a soundstage. You know, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they did the same thing here, but it looks so much better. It looks like you're actually there. It doesn't look like, you know, projection behind actors on a soundstage. In Atlanta. Around. looks very similar to africa often confused atlanta and the 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 desert in africa with elephants similar um you mentioned like the iron man suit i mean they introduced the character iron heart in this movie which we're gonna be getting an iron heart i think it's a movie or tv i i think it's a tv show it could be a movie as well the disney plus doing uh which we basically have to come to expect that in marvel movies now that every movie just has some cheap way to yeah, put an intro to something else. Some other franchises coming out, like you know, uh, they they had like the Falcon and Ant Man in that movie, you know, and obviously uh, Captain America, you know, the uh, what was it, the second one, uh, Winter Soldier, you know, they had all these crossover with Black Widow and everybody. But like, I feel like this is a lot closer to that Captain America Winter Soldier thing, where Ironheart, yeah, she's obviously there, 
because they want to set up a new franchise that they're launching, but it just, it felt like it organically belonged more in this movie. I, and I, I just thought do you disagree on that. Well, no, like she does get lost in the second half of the movie. Completely I completely lost. forgot she was there. And, and I, I, I didn't know that she has having a show until after, I think I saw the, the pitch meeting. I had no idea. So like, I remember leaving the one thing I left that movie on like, who the fuck was she? And what the point was the point of her. <laughs> and but then I realized, Oh, she's getting a spinoff. Okay. But like that would like, at least like with Ms. Marvel, we got the show first. And then, like, yeah. she's going to be in that one next year, right? So, like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of – that's a little bit different. And then it's kind of like with the um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus character because, like – Oh, when, yeah. So w- w- she was in one of these – was she in um, Eternals or Black Widow Falcon or something Falcon and Winter year? Soldier and then Black Widow also. But, but, yeah, but when I was like, I saw Black Widow before I saw Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I didn't yeah. realise that she had played – I'm like, oh, it's a Seinfeld chick. Like, that's all I thought, <laughs> not realising that she was already, like, in something else. So Miss Vice President? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like her. She's good. Um, but yeah, I I had no clue who she was, but now it makes sense. So good. For but like that, to me, my favorite section of this movie is that introduction. The Boston, Ironhide, like the, the Boston section, the Boston sequence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with not just the action, but just the way their characters introduce and everything. But then they really do drop the ball, and she just she doesn't even appear in the rest of the movie. Yeah, I like that so, section too. But yeah, you're right. Like it's just you just forget about her, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, she's there. Something that really bothered me that they forgot about in this movie, or I guess almost forgot it. Again, it's it's like Chadwick Boseman. It's not their fault. But uh, in the first movie, there's the Daniel Kaluuya character, the, you know, the guy from Get Out mm. and Nope. Uh, he played he, in the first Black Panther. He was like the right-hand man of Chadwick Boseman. And oh. <laughs> COVID hit yeah. me. Uh, just like Every time he mentions um, Chadwick Boseman, he gets choked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, that was kind of the big twist at the end of the first Black Panther, where he he sort of is the one person to side with Michael B. Jordan, even though it's very poorly, it's very poorly executed in the first Black Panther, but they still leave that unresolved. And in this movie, there's like a mention of him, and it, it was obviously because uh Daniel Kaluuya was doing nope at the same time. I was gonna say he wasn't this. in this movie, was he? Like I did I yeah, miss him? <laughs> but like but like the, the unfortunate thing is like his wife is still in it as one of the main stars in the movie. And like, why didn't you do a little bit more with that kid? Like the, the what's the, she's the, the bald one, the one leader of the bald army or whatever, um, <laughs> the, bald <laughs> the bald army, you know, the bald, bald general or whatever. Yep. Uh, but she's one of the actors who kind of gets put in the Chadwick Boseman role in this. And her character is, I, I guess, married to Daniel Kaluuya's character in the first movie. And like it barely gets a passing reference to this movie. And there's even more annoying moment at the end of this movie where you're like, did she just ditch the guy completely? Which won't get into that too much. But uh, that was something where it's like, okay, you have something here that even if you don't have the actor, maybe again, it's because they did so well with how those opening scenes address Chadwick Boseman not being there. Then I'm like, okay, let's do the same thing for another character because that that was the hook of the last movie. We have yet to resolve this. And maybe they'll still do that in the third movie. I hope so. But it just feels like, oh, we're forgotten about this. It's not, it doesn't even matter anymore. And I would have liked to have seen a little bit of that, even if it was just a mention. Goes to show how much I remember about the first movie that I didn't even realize that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, I didn't rewatch it. Uh, so, like, didn't even pass my mind in that but i'm sure they can resolve it in the third one or the spin-off on disney plus coming soon um the uh the the, the music you mentioned oh, um i so good. i haven't gotten over for the soundtrack but i completely agree with you on every level affects music everything this movie is better than the first one um maybe with the exception of villain but again that's just because michael b jordan was such a good villain uh, but I will say on a first viewing, I'm agreeing with you that, uh, yeah, it was definitely better. Did the running time get to you at any point? Because, again, I was not Ugh. bored by this movie. But I did – there was a point, I feel like, where I started to 
not that I wasn't enjoying what was going on, but be like, uh, I kind of want this thing to speed up a little bit here. Yes and no. I think uh, like you felt, you felt it. It's kind of like the Batman, right? Like I think like Mm. what we said about that earlier this year was like, it wasn't boring or it didn't whatever, but there were definitely parts in the Batman that I remember going like, yeah, this could maybe be cut or like, okay, we get into the next bit now. So there was a couple moments in this movie, but it, it wasn't, at a point where I'm just like, oh my God, get me the fuck out of here. Like, this is just torture. Um, but yeah, like you felt it, but at the same time it picked up pretty easily and then it was entertaining enough that it kind of, it wasn't no time to die where it's like, oh, this is so good yeah. that, you know, like it's bru- bru- bruised by, bre- breeze by, but. Um, bre- breeding? Bre- 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 you know about that. I don't, um, but what? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that, but no, th- I don't think it was too bad the runtime. Not as bad yeah, as maybe I, I, some people are saying. I mean, I, I'd say shave 15, 20 minutes off this movie. You're probably not going to lose that much important material. But again, what they presented was good. I mean, there is yeah. nothing here that I, I feel, I feel like the first Black Panther movie, which is maybe two hours and 20 minutes. I feel like there's a lot more obvious things in that movie that you could have cut to made it more watchable. Um, and again, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just that even that one dragged on too long. But uh, uh, one other person I want to talk about is Lapita Nyong'o because I feel like Lapita Nyong'o. <laughs> um, you have the three leads. You have Bald General. You have Black Panther's sister, and you have Lapita Nyong'o who sort of step into at various parts in the movie the lead role. And uh, Lapita Nyong'o is one of these actresses. Like, I, I don't really, I, I don't think I've ever really found her to be as impressive as like people say she is. Like, she's she's good, but she's never great. Even the first Black Panther movie, I'm like, you could have done without her. To me, she is like the one actor in this movie that like really stepped up, and almost like she knew, okay, somebody's got to really step up here. And they, they definitely give her character a little bit more to do, or I guess a little bit more to play with. I don't know if she even necessarily has more screen time than the first movie. It's just she obviously has a more important role. But uh, I would say of all the actors in this movie, she was the one I was probably most impressed with outside of the guy that plays Namor. Yeah, and I like the fact that how her character is sort of revealed in it um, and just kind of how yeah. that, that comes about because I think what they do well in this film about sort of balancing, as you're saying, the three sort of people they get to fill Chadwick Boseman's role is it never feels like it's it's not working in the fact that like – with what's a face who's getting a spin off, like, you know, again, you just forget about her. Whereas like with these three kind of, they balance it well. Cause old Baldy McGeneral, she like disappears for a little bit, but then she comes back and like, Oh, there she is. Like, and it, it's, it's not just like there for the sake. So I love how with Lapita Nyong'o, Lapita Nyong'o, she gets um, <laughs> brought in. And I agree. Like, again, I haven't seen the first one in a while, so I can't really speak much about it, but um, you know, I, I, I've seen her what in this and Star Wars. That's about it. I don't know if I've seen her in anything else, but um, I mean, she's good. I like her, uh, but I thought she was really good in this film. And I guess, yeah, as you said, she's kind of quite important. Because, like, there's only, I can think of two spoilers in this movie. There's like a character yeah, who sort of comes, scene. comes back who, that was a cool scene. The person who comes back. Sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, and then the post credits. Sort of. yeah. Chadwick Boseman, he's alive. He does. Uh, he's, it's, it's secret, but like the post credit scene, like I know it's a spoiler. I won't talk about it, but I was a bit underwhelmed by that. I'm like, going like oh, that's it, cool. Oh, <laughs> I see. I, 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 we will address just that part of it because this movie it ends, and then you get the mid credit scene, which is there's no post post credit scene, but there's the mid credit scene, which we just we come to expect at this point. But it's literally just picking up where the last scene left off. And yeah. I think what bothered me by that is that put that as the end of the movie yeah. and then just go with no mid-credit scene or no post-credit scene. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's so that's where everything should end. Everything should end with Rihanna. <laughs> that's how that, uh, when Colin dies, Rihanna's going to be there. Colin, you're dead. I'm right. Rihanna. <laughs> it's going to end with Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, that that mid credit scene, like I, I'm really curious to to maybe look at that played back to back and actually see whether the end of the movie plays better because the movie ends and it definitely ends on kind of a somber note. But I'm like, does this movie need that mid credit scene, which is literally just an extension of what the the scene that plays before the credits ends on? that it would actually make this and movie maybe leave you off feeling a little bit more satisfied. And I, the one thing I think that worked interesting, like the way it ended was that um, it was quite a full cinema that I saw. I saw on a Saturday afternoon, just like in, in the CBD in Sydney. And I don't know, there might've been 50, 60 people, like quite a lot for a movie that's been out for a few weeks. And like when all the stuff would come on in the credits, particularly like the, the Chadwick Boseman tributes and everything, and even the opening scene, which I love the the opening touch they did where the Marvel logo was all just Chadwick oh, Boseman yeah. shots. Like that was, like, that's where it hit me. Where I'm like, oh fuck, he's dead. Like, oh shit. Like, and sort of you get a bit like choked up about it. And everyone in our cinema was like, a pin could drop. Like, and I had like rowdy fucking teenagers near me at one point, and I think like, oh god, these shits are going to be annoying in this cinema. But like, even they were behaved. Even they were going like, oh fuck, Chadwick Boseman's dead. So like, it was. I liked that vibe when you're in a, a cinema or something like that, and you kind of get that. You know, if, like, there had been a kid going like, mommy, mommy, mommy. like, shut the fuck up, Chadwick's dead. Like, this is his tribute. Whereas everybody was just like pin drop. I don't know if it was like that on your cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think the, most of the movie was like kind of somber and quiet. I mean, it, it definitely was something where people enjoyed because I noticed on this one people stuck around for the mid and post credit scenes. Whereas the last couple of Marvel movies I've seen people are leaving the theater, you know, I mean, I talked about Thor and the Eternals. There was like nobody left at the end. Um, but now, now I guess my last question kind of on that note of like this, this is a fitting tribute. I, I kind of wondered how do you make this movie without him? Mm-hmm. And they sort of proved like it, 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 there's, there's areas where I feel like it doesn't necessarily work without him. I wouldn't even, I, I really don't want to come across him saying it doesn't work without him, but more, it makes you realize how irreplaceable he is that these other three actors, as good as they are, they're not going to fill his shoes. They don't have that same presence. And I, and uh, I talked a lot about, you know, with the, the, I guess, end game and the original Avengers sort of coming to a close, no captain America, no Iron Man more anymore or anything. They're like, who can actually step up and be like, is it going to be Simi Liu or is it going to be, you know, um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Who's that next Robert Downey Jr. And I just, I don't feel like we have that next Chadwick Boseman. So does this franchise have a chance of continuing as good as this movie is and as great as it is kind of as without being distracting as kind of a tribute to him? Is there a way to do a third movie and have people care? I think so. Um, Because, you know, as sad as it was that he's not in this movie, you know, I enjoyed this more than the first movie. And that's not to take away saying that Chadwick Boseman was a problem. He wasn't. But it's just Mm. as somebody like... I would say a very neutral, you know, under a low lying Marvel fan who watches these movies, not as religiously as some, I can easily watch this and enjoy it for what it was and go, cool, I'd watch a third one. Like it's it, to me, I think that fans on our level or my level of that, that it's kind of like, yeah, that's going to work for. But if you're more of a super fan who, who lives and breathes on the Chadwick side of things, um, maybe not because like, I mean, you literally have three people replacing one person, uh, you know, yeah. to fill the void of, of his presence and everything. Um, I think the, the, the one thing that maybe it would work in the future that you could have a future with this is, is that cause Chadwick Boseman had only really been in it quite recently. Like it's, if this was say Robert Downey Jr. had died and he had not left the franchise, like how are you going to replace that when he's been established mm-hmm. for so long? 
and again, not to take away from Chadwick Boseman, but we'd had one Black Panther movie. You know, he'd been in what three Avengers movies or whatever it was. Like, you know, it's not like he was Robert Downey Jr. or that on the level that he'd been in it for that long. Um, so I think that's maybe where you can like sort of get away with it a little bit more moving forward. But well, um, again, from my perspective, I, I, I'm I fine with him not being there. I mean, I wanted to be here. Sad that Chadwick Boseman's not with us. I love Chadwick Boseman. But um, yeah. See, my take without getting into, you know, the, I guess, two spoilers in this movie um, and including that is the mid credit scene is that the way this movie ends to me kind of sets up a potential yeah. for you go in a different direction. The next Black Panther movie is not necessarily going to be following what they've done in Wakanda forever. It's not going to be those, you know, uh, those supporting characters from the first movie as the leads. It's going to be something completely different. And that's the thing I probably would be more excited to see than another Wakanda forever. I feel like Wakanda forever, it should just live on its own. It's its own movie. You know, I mean, it kind of is almost like Spider-Man no way home because like how that ends, like, I mean, there were talks about, you know, we know the issues that Sony had with Spider-Man and whether that was going to be continuing the MCU. Tom Holland didn't know if he was coming back, things like that. So, like, and I don't think we still have had a a set confirmation that there's going to be a fourth Spider-Man. So, but how they ended that was done on a level where, you know, they could take it in a different direction completely uh, or they just have certain elements. So, I think it they they did well in that, whereas there are how many other, you know, fucking Doctor Strange with Charlize Theron showing up. Okay. Like Thor, yeah. Love and Thunder with Russell Crowe as, as Hercules. Okay, well, they're clearly going a different, you know, they've set themselves something that they've got to go towards. Whereas I think this is just kind of like, oh, that's mid cool. That's happened. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and even then you could maybe almost scrap that ending, you know, moving forward, you know what I mean? And just do something different. Yeah, just do something completely different. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what you're going to do with this movie. Um, I, I keep trying to think to myself, I'm like, Comparing this, first, I just want to say, I love that now the world seems to be on board with the fact that like Marvel's dropped the ball lately because all you keep seeing is like, yeah, Wakanda Forever is probably the best thing they've done in Phase Four, but that's because Phase Four really sucked. Yeah, uh, nobody is this seems the last very happy Phase Four. So is next year Phase this Five? Is the now? End. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, the Phase Five will begin with where? Uh, what is the next one that's coming up? Um, oh, didn't they just do a trailer for one that just? popped up uh, well i know there's secret invasion that's coming out um but i don't know if that's the, the one oh, that i've got it i've got it here movie. somewhere um oh guardians of the galaxy uh because they did a oh, trailer yeah. for that that looked okay oh uh, the, the yeah, like, holiday special with kevin bacon's about to come out colin come on <laughs> oh it has come out already <laughs> has it what yeah i oh. haven't seen it yet but yeah it's out um but yeah i, I feel like just going over like the movies of phase four uh and i exclude i really do exclude spider-man no way home because that was more, I would say, about the Sony universe than it is the Marvel universe, you know? Um, and that movie was clearly what was being developed when it was just Sony doing it, not necessarily Marvel, then they kind of fit the Marvel stuff in. But uh, obviously, you know, you had like Doctor Strange, which I thought was okay. Um, there's Shang-Chi, which I thought was okay. Black Widow, which I thought was okay. Then you have Eternals and Thor, Love and Thunder way at the bottom for me. Um, but I would easily say this movie tops all of the others. Uh, this is probably the one thing in Marvel's phase four that's actually really worth watching. It, if you include the TV shows in there, I mean, I'd, I'd throw in Miss Marvel and probably Hawkeye as well. But um, I, I'd probably, if I'm going to include the TV shows, I'm probably going to say this is maybe second to Miss Marvel and maybe just a step above Hawkeye for me. So are you buying it? 
Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm buying it. Yeah. I guess that's where I started with. All yes, right, I'll yeah. buy it. Um, but yeah, okay. Yes, I, I, well, I just quickly. So looking here at the release schedule, so Guardians of the Galaxy comes out in May, but apparently Ant Man comes out in February. So how have we not had an Ant Man trailer? Uh, was there was an Ant Man trailer? Was it? Um, there might have been. I don't know. I could have been dreaming it. <laughs> I, like, because that's that's weird to me that like what Ant Man's literally been released in two months, and we haven't got a trailer for it. Um, no, I think th- I'm pretty sure there was. I, I I definitely watched a grainy version of one, so it might have just been that. No, yeah, they they have released the trailer. Oh yeah. God, look at me knowing shit. I'm so good, aren't I? Because um, <laughs> Ant my that's mine. That's my MCU. That's the one yeah. I love the most. So I need to watch that shit. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think I agree with everything you say. Like, I mean, obviously Spider Man comes out on top in this phase easily because I'm yeah I'm looking here at this is such the meh. Uh, phase because um, <laughs> Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternal, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther. Um, I'm buying this, absolutely buying this, um, which I think, is this the only one I've bought in this period outside of Spider-Man? <laughs> um, I think it might be. I think it's the only one any of us bought. Did I, I buy it I, I might have. Uh, if, if, I, if I bought I Black Widow or Shang-Chi, it would have been solely based on the fact that there had been barely any movies released that year. Rent, was... Rented Black Panther. Uh, I would have rented Shang-Chi because I think I like Black Panther better than I like Shang-Chi. Yep, rented it. This, so outside of Spider-Man, this is the only one that I like. I didn't wow. bin Doctor Strange, did I? I think I... No, I rented it. Yeah, okay, wow. There you go. Um, no, I'm buying this. I, I am buying this. Uh, I, I, I think it's very much enjoyable enough to buy it. Um, if I'm thinking of the TV shows, yeah, I liked Hawkeye. I liked Ms. Marvel. I liked the um, Oscar Isaac one for like three episodes and then it just kind of went whatever it was. Um, I liked WandaVision, um, but yeah. And the, um, oh, Loki was fine. Uh, oh, yeah, Loki was a, Loki yeah. in the middle, yeah. Yeah, but no, uh, I, I would probably rank this in the top. And, and this might even seriously make my top 10 MCU films if I haven't re-ranked them, I think, since yeah. uh, the last Avengers movie. But um, we haven't really had much good since the last Avengers movie. <laughs> Spider-Man number yeah, one, <laughs> probably that and Ant-Man easily on top. This is probably in the top 10. I'd have to go over it again, but I wonder whether this would make my top 10 or maybe just outside if I had to guess. Um I mean, obviously, Ant-Man will be our next Marvel movie we'll review, but uh, Avatar comes out in just over a week. Oh, boy. Um, I, I, Jamie and I are probably going to see it solely because I'll see because it. of sicknesses and stuff like that. We haven't gone to anything in a while, and if we have childcare, we're going to take advantage of it. Um, that also will be very long. I do love that James Cameron, though, has told people, listen, this movie is so important that if you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, pay to come back and see it again. Uh, too bad if he's right. Too bad if we're, we're bagging at James Cameron, but too bad if he legitimately is. Too bad if like you pee, you're like, oh my God, I have to see it again. I missed yeah. the fish thing <laughs> swimming. He's coming to Australia next year, James Cameron, to do some talk. But um, yeah, I think we've also, I mean, I'll probably go and see the Whitney Houston movie. That seems all right. Um, and I've got the Weird Al movie. I haven't watched it yet. Um, he's when coming, you watch it, let me know because we've got it too. He's coming to Australia, but it's sold out in like two seconds. I've seen him before, but like I want to see him again. Um, and the is it Spirited, the Will Ferrell, oh, Ryan, yeah, the which I've heard is good. Reynolds. I've got it. haven't watched it yet. I think there was another one that was coming out that I was intrigued was to a, see. I, I, I oh, really the Whale. Want to see I want to see The Whale. Come on. We're going to see oh, Brendan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's that Violent Night movie, which oh, yeah. uh, I really want to see. Other than that, um, but, I don't think we've really got much to... Wasn't there a Boxing Day movie that was pretty big coming out? No? 
Fuck, we're oh, good at this. Great. Best podcast. Ro- Rocky. Uh, well, there's Creed 3. That's coming soon. Oh, uh, I better start Michael with Rocky Jordan. 1, I should. Uh, <laughs> I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, we have our regular 24 episodes. <laughs> well, Jesus, you're not talking about Chadwick. Come on. <laughs> Chadwick, stop doing this to me. Uh, we got a regular 24 episodes. Uh, Amazing Race, I think, is wrapping up this week. So uh, Rocky will be bringing us the finale. Uh, and um, our best of Christmas episodes and our home improvement uh, Christmas episodes were uh, now Six done out of eight. We got and, two more to go for that. And our best of best of episode as well. Our best of best of, which I have one last clip to send you, and then you can piece it together. I'm sorry, <laughs> the last I, clip better be worth it. Oh, it's a, man, a man called Otto seems interesting, that Tom Hanks movie. What is it? It's like... There's a Tom Hanks movie called A Man Called Otto? Yeah, like he, he seems like he's just completely against his cast and he's playing like an absolute asshole. So, um, you know, it's Tom... Somebody it's, bumped into Rita. It's Tom Hanks... Oscar season, you know why it's out. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a movie called Women Talking coming out. I think I'll skip that one. Uh, <laughs> get enough of that in real life without having to pay 20 bucks to go watch it on the big screen for two hours. Is that where Hollywood uh, has well, literally got to? They're just like, fuck, we need a movie about women and they need to be talking. What are we going to call it? I know, Women Talking. Oh, no, I know about this movie because this is a Canadian movie. It's got um, Ben Wishore in it. So. Yeah, no, this is this is a Canadian movie. So I, I actually this was, I had this on my list of things I had to see because it's getting well, so much Oscar buzz. There's but. also that Babylon one that's got a lot of Oscar buzz. And look who's in that: Brad Pitt, mm. Margot Robbie, Gene Smart, Tobey yeah. Maguire. Like, come on, <laughs> get well, involved. Toby's that. in it. We got to see it. Exactly. I think is that the one that Mike Myers is randomly into, or am I thinking of a different movie? I think that was Bohemian Rhapsody. No, it was it? <laughs> no, there's a oh, Lucas Haas is in this movie as well. Samara oh. Weaving. Ooh. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Flea's uh, in it. Flea. Flea. <laughs> you know, Star Wars own Flea. Flea's in it. Come on, get on board the Flea train. That sounds wrong. We're Tobey oh. Maguire. Come on. Um. Yeah. So we'll be talking about women talking and Flea. Coming uh, <laughs> <laughs> forward. Women talking. The, the all male reboot coming in 2029. Men talking. Man talk. The Oz Network. Man talk. <laughs> um, yeah, then you can listen to our best ofs or whatever new crap we have out uh, about women talking. They're not very good. Uh, <laughs> the best of's pretty shit. <laughs> best uh, of in quotes. <laughs> the clips that we thought were funny and maybe you'll enjoy again. <laughs> <laughs> I have to play some of my best selves for Jamie and I'm like, tell me, is this funny or not? And she goes, well, I don't really get it. Like, I do right, that. Whenever I meet good. someone who shows a vain man of interest in any podcast, oh, this clip's so funny. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about doo-doo for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> looking at me, Ben, what's going on? I'm like, I think we're funny. <laughs> your, your next date, you'll be like, okay, tell me, is this clip about me mocking women talking funny? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about women talking? What? Nothing. <laughs> I am pro women talking. <laughs> Just don't make me watch it for two hours. <laughs> um, woman talking Oz coming soon to the Oz Network. Uh, <laughs> thank you. My name is Colin, and this episode had better end with Rihanna. And my name is Ben. Random choose one here. I like her. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. 
And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.